You're listening to the Medic Materials Podcast, hosted by Mike Turek, Emily Yates, Kelsey Coons, and Gerard Cuomo. Each month, we discuss EMS news, medical science, and review actual EMS calls, bringing many educational opportunities to the listener. Portions of the calls have been altered to protect the privacy and identity of all involved. Hello and welcome everyone back to the Medic Materials Podcast. Um, I am uh, excited to say that uh, we are on video for the first time in the free show. So uh, welcome to Emily and Gerard. How are you guys? Oh, I mean Obi-Wan? Yeah. Obi-Wan? I'm doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) How's Obi-Wan doing? You know, she... (laughs) She's got a little bit of Obi Wan. She's got a little bit of Princess Leia with the with the big smurf, with the ear. fluff ears. Yeah, we got we got the Force flowing through us tonight. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it, you know, it's a it's one of the things that you and I were talking about, Gerard. That the Patreons get, you know, the uh, the video version of the podcast, and that has yes, worked out, us, uh, you know, really well. Yeah. Uh, but at the same point. Uh, we wanted to continue to grow the audience, continue to grow the community around this show since it's now well over 17,000 total downloads. It's in, you know, a numerous amount of countries and states, you know, across this country, across the world. And you were like, you know what? Let's make it all video. You know, we're in the 21st century. Why not? Fuck it. And exactly. Fuck it. The only one who disagrees is Emily, but you know, whatever. We don't. This care. is how I show up to them. But that's fine, you know. With my closet full, nobody wants to see my closet. Yeah, but everybody wants to see your closet. But the nice part about it is that there's, there's somebody on the other side of the world that has a closet cluttered fetish. I'm sure that's really enjoying what you're showing him right now. Then pay me. Except for, I mean, Emily's OnlyFans. Sign up in the description below. There you go. Uh, Please. <laughs> No, so the, the only problem with this, M, is the way I'm recording, you can't actually see your closet. So, oh. welcome. Oh, good. Because <laughs> it's so oh, I just realized she does have the Princess Leia thing going. Doesn't she? Those, right? he- those headphones look like the, 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 yes. right? the earmuffs. That's exactly the what hair. I was saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, today we're going to be doing a discussion, and uh, we're going to be talking about another like Gerard's just on a on a a roll of great ideas lately and one of mm. one of the things that you had mentioned in just you know text message between you and I one night was why aren't we talking and having discussion episodes based off of like one patient population so like geriatrics you know yes. kidneys you know kidney renal patients you know pediatrics oh, you know, and I think I think that we should. And I think Let's one of the one of the ones that caught my eye right off the rip was pediatrics. So we're gonna start with a discussion about peds, and uh, and then whenever we actually do decide to do the renal episode, I'm just gonna mute my microphone and mm-hmm. let Emily just give a dissertation. The entire hour because none, I love of, none of us will ever know as much as Emily will. So well, you that's know, not true. I'm pretty sure I don't. <laughs> I love kidneys. <laughs> um, but uh, but you know, before we get going, we always have the uh, the rig check here, and um, as we stated, this is going to be a video podcast going forward. The biggest change is starting on March 15th. So our next episode, all of these are now going to be live. So we're going to live stream these events. They're going to be, you know, held on the day. We haven't knocked down a time yet, but we will by the time that the 15th rolls around. Uh, For those that, you know, still use like regular podcast apps and everything like that to listen in your car or on the go. None of that's changing. I'm still putting the MP3s out to all of the podcast networks. So if you want to just join the live stream and join the chat and, you know, have fun along with us, you're more than welcome to do that. Otherwise, the show for you does not change whatsoever. Um, The big thing is we are pushing our Discord right now. So 
Uh, the big, you know, right. The big push is to create a medic materials community around this brand and around this show and the stuff that we do on, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that. And the, as Gerard put it, the, you know, center of the wheel with the spokes coming out is our discord. So if you want to be in our discord community, the link is in the description and the show notes below, check that out as well as the CME Academy. Remember that we launched the CME Academy last month. Um, if you want to listen to this show or last week's show or, you know, any other podcast that we've ever done, you can hop on to the CME Academy and uh, you can listen to us on the go and get an hour of CME credit. So like today, you listen to us on the CME Academy, you get one hour of pediatric CMEs. I mean, how much better is that? Um, I have officially shook up the Patreon page. Uh, I've We used to have a two, a five, and a seven dollar tier. I've knocked that down to one tier, the donuts tier for five dollars a month. And uh, in there, you're still getting the Patreon episode for you know the podcast, that third page, you know, Patreon only podcast. You're still getting um, the uh, the end of tour, or not the end of tour, that's our Friday night live stream. The, uh, the new episode live stream with Gerard and I. Um, Which we have to do one. I know. We, 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 do, one well. we do have to do one. Um, you get access special access to different things, uh, Patreon-only sections of the Discord where only Patreons can, uh, can get in and uh and you know interact in a you know a smaller community with like gerard me emily butch phil um and then no, i'm on discord all the fucking time i know your meme page blew up it you know there is oh, i know i put a page specifically in just for gerard for memes um <laughs> day one baby i know and uh the the biggest thing is if you're a patreon subscriber to that donuts tier you will get every other month. I'm going to send you a promo code that gives you one free hour of CMEs via Ooh. the CME Academy. So Very cool. um, it is Shit. totally worth it. I'm going to sign up. <laughs> there we go. Gerard just signed no, up. No, for real. Um, I'm going to research soon. I know, right? right? And, uh, and of course, our shout outs go out to North Dakota and Germany this month. So, um, guys. In getting started with the with the peds kind of topic and and you know thought process going through here, I think one of the biggest most scariest things that uh, a lot of providers have issue with is interacting with a kid. I, I think that's where I want to start because being that I you know I'm the only parent on the panel here, I feel like I went through. I, I went through a change, and I, I think a lot of people say this is like first uh, pet rubble, will you? Uh, he's scratching. All right, <laughs> he's scratching under. The, are you? I can hear him. I know he's. Good. Yeah. Leave poor the guy. poor boy alone. Right. <laughs> um, Give him some attention. I know, right? He's got. I put his bed behind me, so mm -hmm. he he just needs to go lay down. He wants me to scratch his butt right now. Yeah. Priorities. But So per Cooper up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think you know there's there is a a definite change that providers go through when they become parents or guardians of kids and stuff like that. And I never realized this until it actually happened. Like I was just like everybody else out there that's like, oh, my God, a peed. How do I talk to this little alien person? <laughs> like, we have nothing in common. I was never a peed or a kid. You know, that that I have no idea what to say to them. And then you get to be a parent or a guardian or whatever, and you instantly know how to deal with these people. Like, that, that switch is flipped where now you are comfortable in – dealing and, and handling and talking and interacting with these, with these, you know, kids. And I think that's the first thing that I kind of wanted to talk about in today's show was just how I go about interacting with these kids. And it's like, it really isn't hard, right? Like 
a lot of times I sit there and I always make sure that, you know, the parent or guardian's involved, but also that, hey, you know, do you have everything that the kid needs? Like, do they have a safety blankie? Do they have a safe? Like, my my youngest, he drags his pillow. Like, his Nana made him a, a, a like a, you know, a homemade pillow. Kid takes it everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. That's like his safety thing. He takes mm-hmm. on trips. He takes to Nanny's house. He, you know, he takes it everywhere. Do they have a favorite toy? Do they have a snuggle? Do they, you know, a stuffed animal or whatever? And get that because that's going to be their security item. You know, we, I always make sure that that's, you know, there with them. That at least breaks the ice for me. Is there anything that you guys kind of do to like break that ice? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I always try to, you know, keep them inside of, you know, whatever, as much of their, their comfort zone as possible. Um, it, mom, always have mom involved if you can. Yeah. Uh, dad's, eh, you know, okay. Um, but you I know, mean, if they, dad's the only, it one doesn't matter there. what they are. They all want mom. You know what I mean? That is true. Unless mom's not in the picture and dad's the only one there. And then, you know, then it's dad. Well, <laughs> but, you know, kid, you just take what you can get, you know? <laughs> You're not good enough to have a mom. <laughs> right. Drop and give me 20. Wait, what? <laughs> Only three. <laughs> um, but no, I like, but no, I, yeah, I, I do that. You know, the, you know, don't separate them from, from mom or dad, you know, or whichever parent is there. Um, you know, definitely keep them, you know, visible at all times if you can, um, you know, before you go and do anything, you know, more invasive or, you know, that might be a little on the scary side, you know, always, you know, tell mom what you're going to do. And then, yeah, tell them, tell the parents, Hey, this is what I need from you. You know, we got to keep, you know, keep the kid, you know, calm and, and everything. And they'll, they know how to talk to the kid. They'll talk, you know, they'll talk the kid through it. Cause I don't know their kid, you know, I mean, I can, I can do kid voice and I can think like a child. I do most of the time, about 90% of the day, but you know, when it comes to individual kids, you know, mom and dad know them better than I do. So let them, let them basically be my conduit to the kid. Yeah. What about you? Anna? I also think you have to be careful, like how you talk to the parents, you know, in healthcare, they're always like, oh, kids suck, but it's not the kids that suck. It's really the parents. And like, you have to think of them as a duo. So if you don't think that kids pick up when you're snapping at their parents, they're a hundred percent going to pick up on that. So like, just be mindful of how you speak to their parents. You know, that's a no, good, that is a, I've never had a, a, a problem where I've had a parent, you know, where I've made a parent feel uncomfortable or want to stop, right. even, even when they're freaking out, you know, there's something wrong with the kid and, you know, right. And uh, you have to remember like, like this is a hundred percent. Right. And this is the scariest time of their life. Like their kid is sick or injured or whatever. So they have every right to freak out and it doesn't make your job any easier, but you have to be careful how you treat, how you talk to the parent. Yeah, I know. I tell them straight. I said, look, you know, ask them the questions, get what I need to get. And then before I start doing things, you know, I'll tell them, I said, look, you know, I'm going to work hard. We're going to get, you know, I'm going to make the kid get better. Reassure them. Like I'm I'm, here to help. Right. I'm going to need your help too. uh, you're part of the loop and and i think that's a really excellent way of putting it em is that they are a duo right like Mm -hmm. that is that is a tag team more or less that Mm -hmm. you're that you're walking into it's not just like you versus the kid it's you versus like you know in in because this is more or less a a a half wrestling podcast you are now going into you know a handicap match like, and right. it's you against them and you're trying to get, you know, this kid better. And a lot of times, you know, we scoff at the parents because they might've, Oh, first mom time, you know, first right. time mom syndrome. Oh, this kid's completely fine. But at the same point, like, you know, if a kid does choke on something or seem like they're having some respiratory distress and freak mom or dad out, that is really scary like yeah. it's really really yeah, scary it, you know and like, it, is, it is funny when you i mean you, you can really see a stark contrast between you know first time mom or dad or mom and dad 
and uh, you know, like second, third, or fourth, because like by the second, third one, they're just like, eh, whatever. Do, do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I got, true. I got stuff on those. Let me know. Let me know what you're gonna do. But it's it is again. So coming from the parent perspective, I couldn't agree with that more, because mm-hmm. like I okay. remember, I remember the and and it's kid dependent too. So like, you know, my oldest is very. Um, he's, he's very like, not like, not like strict or stern, but he's very, he's a very serious kid. Like he can, you know, giggle and laugh and have fun, but he, he wants order and, you know, like calm and stuff like that. And, you know, I could totally remember when he got sick, he woke up one night in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning with, you know, this asthma-like attack and, like, a croupy cough. And I look at him, and, you know, he's like, <gasps> and he's, you know, sucking wind, and I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, this is not, this is, like, totally legit. And, you know, he had, you know, uh, sternal retractions. He had, you know, the, uh, uh, he had intercostal retractions, he had what's the one that's here? I forget. Tugging. Thank you. He had tracheal the, the tracheal tugging. Yeah. Like he was struggling, and you listen to him, and he's wheezing throughout and stuff like that. You know, we put him in the bathroom. You know, warm water. You know, steam up the bathroom. Try and help him out that way until we could actually get him. You know, bronchodilators and stuff like that. But I could totally remember. My wife, being the 12-year veteran of a flight team, being like, oh, my God. And me having to be the one who's like, all right, calm down. He's breathing. He's fine. We know what to do. You know what to do. It's Mm -hmm. okay. Right? And I, like, again, going back even further, before my youngest was born, Roman was, I don't know, maybe two and he was running with a pencil and I'm like, oh man, here here we go. And then he bit on the pencil and fell (laughs) and the pencil of course went right into the top of his, you know, palate. And now he's just gushing blood out of his mouth. And, and again, Jess freaked the fuck out. total new mom syndrome for about five minutes until she's like, Oh, okay. This is fine. Like we, this is easy. I've seen worse. I've totally seen worse, but even the best of us, like, you know, here's this hardcore flight nurse that still, Oh, it's my own kids. All thought process goes right out the window. And you know, Mm -hmm. it, it can happen to anyone. We're all humans. So I think you have to take into effect, like, this is this is the kid who's sick, but it's really having a hard time, you know, on the parents as well. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, one thing I was thinking about, um, and not to, you know, I know there's the whatever the various alphabet soup groups are out there. I don't know, not to offend anybody, but it has been my experience. Alphabet soup, I love that. <laughs> Oh, I don't, there's so many of them. I don't know what anymore. I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to talk. And if you get pissed off, well, too fucking bad. Um, so the, I've noticed in my, you know, <laughs> humble experience, um, that the, the, the boys actually are a little bit harder to work with than, than the girls, um, the younger, you know, the young female girls, uh, as opposed to the young male girls, um, <laughs> but the, the young females, you know, like, yeah, they may be crying and sometimes they get, you know, they'll, they'll work into a little hysterical stuff, but as soon as you get calm them down and break through that and like get them to start talking to you, that's, you're good. You're golden, man. They're, they are going to talk to you the rest of the way and everything's good to go. You know, assuming they're actually in condition to talk. Right. Um, but, uh, but oh my god! I mean, every time I get you know, like a four or five year old boy, it's like, you know, like, oh, 
And fucking and it's mommy, mommy all the way to the fucking hospital. <laughs> You're just like, dude, come on, man. You know, but nut up. It is, it is, <laughs> it is so true though. Like they right. really do. And, and it's just like, ah, okay, my femur's broken. Right. I'll take some more of that fentanyl if you got it. <laughs> well, when can I go back in the game? Right. I know. I, I had one come off the, uh, the the other mountain down the way there, over by uh, that other state. You know, because we can't, you know, actually mention things. And uh, it was like like a like a 12, 13-year-old girl, and, you know, broke her femur mid-shaft, you know, on the slope. <sighs> and I'm driving the hour and change to the pediatric, you know, trauma center. And, you know, we got orders for extra fentanyl for the trip, even though I wanted to use morphine. But before I had gotten there, they had already started with fentanyl, and it kind of pissed me off. But anyway, I digress. So, yeah, I'm like, you know, two doses in and we're going, we're having a nice little conversation. And she's literally just, now when I first got there, she was ah! freaking the fuck out. Started talking to her a little bit. Boom, all of a sudden we're having a conversation. And yeah, right away, she's just like, I'll take a little more of that, that fennel if you got it. <laughs> Please, bartender, um, I'll like have a double. <laughs> You'd never know this girl was in a traction splint. You'd have no idea. That's too but funny. A boy? Oh my god! You would believe me. You'd be like, "Let's just get a fucking helicopter and get him the fuck out of here." It is true, <laughs> though. It, it is really funny how how boys and girls do because te- I've seen that too. Where you yeah. know, like, and you always get the kids that are more reserved than others. You know, like even you know, there's been some you know the young girls that have been very reserved. There's been young boys that have been very reserved, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, they." They will interact with their parent and not me. And I'm like, all right, whatever, man. Like, that's fine. Um, yeah. And then there's the chatty Cathy's that you can't shut up. And you're just right. like, just go to sleep already. Like, that's that's why we put you in ambulances is so you'll fall asleep. Um, <laughs> and they just – and they won't. And that's fine. Uh, that's typically when, you know, I pull out my secret weapon. And I'm like, hey, I have some movies downloaded on my phone. Same. Like – do you want to watch like, you know, this cartoon or that cartoon or like, Hey mom, do they have a tablet you can give them? Um, because that's that, you know, really? Oh yeah. Like, because I have unlimited streaming. Uh, I don't, I don't have to download. Yeah. I can pull up whatever they want. Must be nice. Must be. <laughs> want your top hat. I <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, there's definitely something to be said about all the techniques, you know, and, and realistically, when you're talking to the kid, you know, I talk to them like they are regular human beings. Like I don't, you know, I don't talk to them like, Oh, does you yeah. Like I don't do that. Like, you know, I dumb it down. Like, Hey, you know, your mom says that your tummy hurts or does your belly hurt or, you know, things that they will understand. But I don't, I talk to them in a normal voice. You know, right. I introduce myself. I don't, if I'm wearing a hat, I take it off. You know, if I'm wearing like a big coat, I take that off before I go into the scene. So I'm not like this big, burly, bulky dude. Um, you know, because again, I don't want to scare them, you know, and I get I get stripped butt naked and I would still have that effect on it. Yeah, so I don't have the emotion. You're a scary motherfucker. <laughs> that's my that, and that's and, on, and you, so so bringing that up. I'm sure there are plenty of big scary motherfuckers out there that do what we do that probably listen or watch. And I'm going to tell you guys right now that is you know it just as much as I do. That is one of the hardest things to get people to get over. Yeah. Um. Or get past. When you show up on a scene and it's, you know, especially, a, a, you know, a kid and you're just, you know, this big fucking dude and, you know, mom's intimidated right off the bat, you know, the kid's intimidated and, it, you know, even the regular calls, you know, um, you, you just have, have that air of intimidation. Like, so, I mean, I, again, I'm not trying to be fucking sexist or anything, but I, I, if it's something involving, you know, a young child, especially a young female child, I try to get a female provider. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, can we, you know, is there, do we have anyone that we know, you know, in the area that could come and, and give me a hand here? Yeah. Because and- they're going to be able to get through better than I will. And, and it's just not because I don't know how. It's just, I can't, I can't hide this. Right. 
Right. And I think a you lot know. of it, you know, I, I've met plenty of female providers that are bigger bitches than the male counterparts. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, the caveat to that is if you know, like, oh, man, this this provider, yeah, she's female and she's less intimidating than me, but she's a bitch. Yeah, no, right. That. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? It, right. You got to know the person. It's right. not like I'm going to call a certain somebody, we, you know, we probably fucking know. And say, hey, you should come over here and. You know, oh, fucking be a see next Tuesday Rumble. to this kid. Right. You know? Right. No, it, you know, M, how do they kind of go about it in the hospital? Like, I know, you know pre hospital, it's one thing, but like, you guys see more pediatrics than we do in the ERs. And we're really lucky because we're a really female dominated field, which I think makes a difference. I also think that in general, you know, like Gerard and I walk into the scene and Gerard's intimidating just in his stature and like, I don't think you get that as much in the hospital. I think that when you go into the hospital, they have a different outlook on nurses, which is frustrating in and of itself. But, you know, I think it's the same kind of idea. Like, find the person that's most like a child and send them in because they're going to be the ones that get that instant rapport and then just kind of, like, cater to the child. You know, like, find somebody that has kids and know has, you know, I... I feel like back in the day, I handled kids a lot more, a lot better than I did now because now I'm older and I'm like, oh, I really liked this show when I was a kid. Well, that was 20 years ago. So right. like that they show's have, not even around. Right. They have no, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, exactly. So like my Welcome relation my is not the same. So, you know, growing up in EMS when oh, I was did you watch the kid, A-team last night? Oh, right, sorry. exactly. <laughs> it was super cool because I felt like I could relate to younger generations right. where like the older I get, I'm just out of touch with it, not having kids. So I think you mm -hmm. definitely like, pull your resources i think we have a lot more to pull from in a hospital um but you find like whoever really likes kids and send them in yeah i'll Roller. tell you the, the... Dude, it's funny i i knew and, and i noticed it doesn't again and this is like a reference that doesn't even ring true anymore today because uh, i don't even know if it still exists or not but like i knew like i was no longer a young person when i wasn't watching mtv anymore <laughs> And I never, it was like one day I turned it on and I was like, what is the shit? What the fuck is this? What? Fucking, you know, like, ah, click. And I never yeah. watched it again. Yeah. And then I ended up watching like VH1 and I'm like, oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> and then even that fucking turned my stomach. I was like, I ain't watching that shit no more. And then he turned really it on to old. CMT and he became an adult. No, never, <laughs> never, never. Uh -uh. You'll so know when I have dementia. <laughs> If you catch me sitting in front of fucking TV watching CMT. I don't even think that's CMT is a thing know. anymore. <laughs> no, it is. Don't worry. Oh, it is? Okay. See, oh, yeah. There, see, I'm out of the loop now. Um, so, leave, so Leave it on for my dog. But, but no, but, but but that is, I mean, it, it really is it. It's, it's You got to know, you know everything else. Know your resources. You know, know what you have yeah. at your disposal. You know, if you're on shift and you know the other crew has a, you know, as a female that's really good with kids. And you've got a kid, hey, maybe we should get them to come over here and help us out. If not anything other than just to calm the kid down right. so I can go do my job, you know, yep. um, you know, do stuff like that. But and the other thing I was thinking of when uh, you were talking about, uh, you know, the hospital setting versus out in the field. Um, yeah, when you think about it, kids understand, you know, you're in a hospital and yes, it's, a, it's kind of a scary place, but it's a hospital. They know what a hospital mm -hmm. is for. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, someone's, they're there to help right. them. There's, Make them there's, feel better. Right. There's cartoons it's, out there that show them right. what a hospital is, what it's, a doctor is, what exactly. nurses are. Right. There's nothing. Nobody prepares them for the, you know, six foot two, you know, 300 something pound dude dressed in black right. with combat boots walking into their house. Right. Right. Yeah. Into their, their, their familiar setting and now upsetting the apple cart. Yeah. That is, that is a really good point. You know, um, yeah. you know maybe, maybe we should launch like a medic materials kids show narrated well, look by Gerard. God. But when kids are growing up, they learn, like three that, seconds. Like, <laughs> they learn that hospitals are there to help and, you know, they read all these cartoony books that have these, you know, female cartoons in them as yeah. nurses and, like, it's Doc just expected. McStuffins. They know what they're getting right. into. They know that they trust us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's different. Funny. It's different in the hospital. There's no way the medical materials child, uh, you know, child, children's network would ever fucking fly. Dude. Oh, dude, it would be freaking hilarious. Oh, no. The credits would roll the intro, and then you'd be like, hey, welcome. Hey, Gerard, what do you have to say to the kids? Well, you know what? 
Go fuck uh, yourself. Mommy's wrong. You're not special. You know. So get the fuck up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so get the fuck up. Go pound you know, sand. No, nobody cares about you. You know. <laughs> Two seconds in. What? <laughs> Life is misery. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man. So. I, I kind of want to transition off of this subject and, and go into something that I think, you know, kids calls are, you know, everyone always is amped for kids calls. And, you know, I think that's because of that halo effect, right? They kids are typically really sick when, you know, most of the time when we see, you know, bad kids, they're, they're really sick kids. Like they could, right. take, either- they could take a turn really, really easy they're either fine or they're really sick. And more fighter jets. Anyway, sorry. Ooh, festive. <laughs> um, yeah. And surprised people don't hear. I, I think because we don't see peds all that often, I think that's what leads to that. Oh man, now I got a kid. It's really sick. I haven't done this training in five years. I haven't had a peed mm. patient in a year. Like, and now I'm amped and, and kind of scared. How do we approach that? And do you guys like have any thoughts and tips on like how to get over that kind of stuff? Well, I, th- I think like two things to go with that is, you know, so yeah, there that there's most definitely that you know high acuity, low frequency stuff. But I mean, along with that, we you know as a whole, re- we really fucking just psych ourselves up in the wrong direction. It's like the Midas touch in reverse. You know, we freaking, you know, say some scary shit about peds. Go, oh, I fucking hate kids. Hey, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the guys with kids are like, oh, my God. It makes me think of my kids. I'm like, well, you know, what sucks to be you. Yeah. you know? But, well, Anne, but what there's that, you you know, there's that mentality going in. And then all of a sudden, oh, shit, I got a five-year-old drowning. God damn it. You know, now I'm already, you know, like, fuck. Right. You know, in, in, in holy shit mode. Meanwhile, if it was, you know, 40-year-old drowning, it's like, Whatever. All right, Lucas, suction, you know, whatever. Right. You know, no big deal. It's, it's the same thing, only just a little, it's just a little body, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, and the, and the other thing would be, um, like you were saying, you know, kids, they, they, they get sick really quick. So what are the two peds calls we always get? It's either mom is freaking out because the kid has a fever, which is we show up and it's like, oh, yes. Your child's febrile. This is what babies do. You know, calm the fuck down. Right. Here's a little Tylenol. Bye-bye. Sign here, push hard, buy you later. Right. Or it's, holy shit, this kid's going to fucking die or they're already fucking, like, you know, really unconscious. Close. Yeah, yep. There's no in-between. There's no I'm getting there and, and they're like, well, you know, you know, I'm starting to feel a little bad. And, you know, things are, I'm getting a little weird feeling, you know. Or, you know, Johnny was like a little, little, little off color, you know, and, no, we get there. Well, Johnny's looks like a blueberry, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's when we get there. But, right. but no, they never call us when Johnny first starts choking on something, or you know, is first starting to get sick or something. You know what I mean? It's it's always it's always either one extreme or, or the other. Right. What about you, Em? I agree. I think you know. I think that there is a a point that we psych ourselves up. I think it's. Typically, I mean, I agree with Gerard. I think you're on one spectrum or the other. It's either bullshit or this kid's dying. Um, But I I think that it's a low-frequency, high-acuity situation. And I think that any time, especially in EMS, that we're put in that, we've proven to fail. Look at intubations. Look at, you know, like all these things. I think we need to train for it. I think that, you know, in New York State, 100% of your research can be online. And I'm going to tell you right now, you will not choose a pediatric CME to watch on your free time because you're like, oh, well, I did my whatever hours I needed, two hours, You will if it's it a material CME. Damn skippy. But I'm just saying like, oh, I'm never going to look at that again. I think you need to look at it differently. Be like, I don't want to be on scene with that sick kid and be like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm supposed to do because, oh, man, I scrolled past that CME that I was supposed to do. So- I think that we need to train for it more. Um, so I, I'm going to interrupt just really quick and bring up that training aspect of it, because this is, this is where we fail as providers. It's not, it's not about the money in this case, Gerard granted every, you said the T you said the T word. So I go like this, right? I I get that. (laughs) And every other time that we've ever talked about training, 
I would <laughs> I would assume it would be we don't do it because they're they're lazy or it's about money. This time it's not though. But then we talk about peds, right? And peds mm-hmm. is a completely different factor, right? In EMT classes in New York State, and and again, I this I'm just going off of experience in this state, right? Mm-hmm. You, I, as a CIC, cannot bring in my kids as patients. And you have, used to be able to. You uh, used to be able to. And I mean, like in 2015, like not that, not that long ago. Right. So, so yeah. you are training. You're so when I'm doing a presentation, right? I I do my my hour, mm-hmm. two hour long presentation on peds. Typically, peds night is one whole four hour block. But whatever. So you do your four hour lecture on peds and then you say, okay, um, bye. Right. And they break off into labs and they walk in and he goes, he points to me and goes, there's your four year old. Either. either, And I'm like, wow. Right. You (laughs) either make ridiculous things like that. Right. Or these students their first experience with an it's actual on a pediatric is with a call. Is on a call. Why, why is that a thing? Right. So, and, and I get it. You know, they're they're they went with the whole safety thing. Oh well, we don't want the creepy fuckers touching the kids and the set the other thing. And I can get that. Like I get it. Oh, she fucked your box. You, she I just had to get another drink. You don't fuck the fuck box. The box. You just Don't walk fuck away. The box. <laughs> I just needed another drink, and you can't look at what's behind me. Oh, now, you only saw what was behind you. Now there's no. I'm blocking. I'm blocking it. Now I'm there's no, no, no. Now there's two of me. Well, now I'm not. Never mind. Anyhow, relax. It was only a drink. Ah, uh, yes, but it fucked the box. <laughs> it fucked the box. You just put like a piece of cloth over it or something or a sticky note. Hey, next time I'll get the dog. There you go. What do you got a fucking like like weed farm growing behind you that we no, can't it's, see? It's like a whole dialysis center behind me. Yeah. Okay, so it's a Whatever. dialysis center. What you Hence why you know so much about kidneys. Um, there we go. So everybody knows. So yeah, I think that's I think that's where we really go wrong in that, like, you know, I don't think my like if I if I wanted to, I could take my youngest. Right. I could take my seven year old to class and be like, okay, dude, you are going to have a blast. Here's what I want you to do. We're going to, we're going to get you in makeup. We're going to bring your bike. We're going to put you at the bottom of this hill. And we're going to say that you have a broken leg. And all I want you to do is scream bloody murder. And he would do that happily as a clam. But if I could have, it. if I had my way, I, like that would that would be definitely you know something that w- would have to be done. But you know, especially in this day and age, you know, again, you never know where it's going to be. How wonderful, and I do mean wonderful, would it be to be able to get like twenty kids, moulage them up, put them all around in different places. Some are screaming, some ain't screaming. Yeah. Some are doing all kinds of other things and they're all shot to pieces. Okay. You just arrived. What the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. Because somebody came in and shot up the fucking school. Right. Or a bus you know? accident or something. Or a bus like accident yeah. or some, something to that effect. Yeah. But, but more to the point was, you know, this active shooter shit, you yep. know, yep. seems to be fucking everywhere now. You know, they won't, they won't, God forbid we put somebody who actually knows what they're doing with a gun at a school, but, that, but that's a whole other fucking argument. But, uh, oh, yeah. you know, but <laughs> but yeah i mean you think of think about these guys that are, you know showed up at parkland or showed up in in uh, coral springs and stuff you know which is literally like i could see coral springs from where i grew up um and you know they've never had anything like this they've never seen anything like they've never been exposed to anything like this Oh, they had MCI train. Okay, so we put things in a manila envelope. Okay, what color is that? You got your little kit when you got out of your car. Okay, good. Eh, bye. You're all trained up. Right. Have fun. Yeah. No, it, it is it is legit. The the fact that we are expected to treat pediatric <laughs> patients, but are not 
able to train on said pediatric patients. So we're we're getting used to, hey, how do you? Hey, hold on, hold on. We just got a plug for, what was that? <laughs> Down East. Down All right, there we go. Down East. Go see them. They were awesome. Uh, All right. But, oh, sorry. There you go. All the revenue we would have had. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it does a disservice to every provider because now, just like always, you know, we're doing these high acuity, low occurrence skills, you know, and, and assessments on these patients that we never see, never train, but we get four hours of lecture on and we're expected, boom, done. You're great. Boom. Boom. You know, you told me not to do it, but now you are doing it. I know. I'm sorry. You actually said yeah. a boom earlier. I just, I let it go. Oh, did I? Yeah, you no. did. <laughs> also, like to a certain extent, we have to own that. If I know that my weakest point is peds, you know damn well that that is what I'm going to be researching for weeks. Yeah. And so, like, I know that coming out of EMS, peds was my weakest point because you don't get exposed to them the way you do. My hospital that I work out, thankfully, we don't do a ton of peds, but like we've had super sick patients with RSV season. And at the end of the day, it is my responsibility to know or not know that shit. No, that's that's 100% fair. I mean, you know, I, I tell my EMT students all the times, the one that, you know, if you're a parent, if you're an aunt, an uncle or whatever, hey, I can't bring the kids into class, but that doesn't mean that you can't practice on them at home. Right. right? Have them so, lay down, act like they're sick and talk to them, assess them, practice, take their vital signs, right? Get comfortable in their environment. Right. So, so now Gerard, the pessimist is going to talk. Oh, uh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I thought the, the response would have been like, so where was the optimist? Okay. Anyway. I mean, that's kind of what I was uh, thinking, but you know. Yeah. So, so, and here's yeah, I, I I know it's kind of a saying that you know I use from time to time, you know where you know your acquaintances are going to tell you what you want to hear, your friends are going to tell you what you don't want to hear. So I'm going to tell all my friends out there another fighter jet, son of a bitch. Um, I'm going to tell all my are friends you, out there. Hold on. Are you sure that they're not just you, scoping out your house? <laughs> what you don't want to hear. They might be. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Uh, fucking <laughs> define irony. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, so here's what we as an industry don't want to hear. And that is because we don't set and hold to standards and we don't hold people accountability for their performance. We have people who show up, do everything and anything they can do to keep from going on a call. They'll pretend they didn't hear a radio. They'll go out to get something and you'll never see their truck again. And they won't answer up. And uh, oh, oh yeah yeah okay yeah we, yeah we missed it or no we were I was in the restaurant uh, can you guys get that for us you know all the fucking lame bullshit excuses uh, you know the same reason why they come to work and they don't fucking know how to do dishes or anything like that yep it's a it's a bunch of lazy motherfuckers that don't want to work for a paycheck well and they get away with it because and they get away with it. Because your high acuity, low seat. frequency, exactly, is only happening once in a blue moon. So if I don't know what I'm doing on one call, chances oh, well. are I'm not going to get in trouble for that. Because yeah, I'm not held to a, to a standard. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not being right. held to a standard. Nurses, you guys are kind of held to a standard. I mean, yep. and not to mention, but your your whole dynamic in a, in a hospital is you you can't avoid your patients they're you're gonna see them and they're gonna see you, right. you know but I mean? you are you are held to a standard i mean i right. have to complete x amount of cmes or they call them ceus CEUs, you yeah. know i have to i have to hold i have to do x amount a month and i can choose what they are it doesn't matter right some of them are mandated some of them are not but in ems i could do all of my research in one month before i send in my research they don't right. give a fuck nobody's right. looking at it right yeah. yeah. Or you could do it early right after your, right. your research and then not do it again for three years. 
or do it again at the end. So now you're getting like six years with no education. How unsafe is that? Yeah. And that's, and that's the scary part, you know, it, it, it it truly is a crazy dynamic, you know, how, and now the, the big thing is it's all online. Yeah. So, you know, so, so, here, let me method act for a second. Hold on. Hey, 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 hold on. We're trying to plug the online CMEs. Don't down them. Play. <laughs> volume. All the way down. Xbox, 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 Xbox. Oh, it's done. Next. Xbox, Xbox, Xbox. Oh, look at that. In my shift of, eight, of 12 hours where I've avoided work for eight of them and played Xbox all day. I did eight hours of CMEs. I agree. Yep. So I think that... And you tell me what's happening? And I'm going to tell you, how annoyed are we all at when you have to sit there and change the video every minute on a CME online? Obnoxious. I hate it. However, it forces me to sit here to pay attention to it. So, like, nursing is all online as well. You can get all of your CME credits online. But all of them are oh it's 40 second video then go to the next one well it won't go to the next one until you click it right that's where i think they're doing it right yeah because even though i don't give a shit about foundations of safety or whatever the fuck i just watched i'm still sitting here paying attention because i want to know when i can click to the next video you're absolutely right so so going off of the off of the cmes and stuff is there is there something um that I, I, I kind of want to transition into the medical aspect of things. And yeah. I think the, the big thing that my take home would be is just, you know, the focus on respiratory and hypoxia for kids, right? I think a lot of people uh, tend to forget how much hypoxia and oxygenation really affect kids, right? And, right. you know, cardiac arrests in kids – Almost always are respiratory and hypoxia driven. You fix the hypoxia, you probably will get ROSC, right? They don't have sick hearts. Um, The same thing goes with, you know, kids that are really sick. They typically will also be hypoxic, right? You'll start to see that hypoxic change on them. Um, So I think, you know, knowing why the AHA has you do, you know, 30 and 2, for single rescuer, but 15 to two for dual rescuer right. being that you can do just as many compressions, but you can get more ventilations in Double the same pass. time period. Yeah. That's useful information, right? Um, yeah. You know, look at your kids for how they're oxygenating, what their color is, if they're modeled or not, you know, what their mental status is, what their SPO2 is, what their heart rate is right? Yeah. Hypoxia drives heart rate in kids. So if they're bradycardic, they're probably hypoxic as well. Right. So that's something that a CFR can fix. That's something that an EMT can fix. You don't need a big, bad paramedic to intubate them to possibly fix that at times you would. But I think the BLS providers also need to realize like, Hey, we can fix this if we see it. Is there anything that you guys can kind of think medically that you kind of want to drive the nail and the the point home with before we end here today? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, and this is uh, firsthand experience, you know, don't skimp on your assessment of a child. Um, For sure. No matter what mom says, no matter what dad says, no matter what grandmom says, no matter what anybody says about the child's history about whatever you take it into account. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, healthy kid. Good. Thank Nice to know. But you can't say, Oh, healthy, no problems. Okay. Well, all right, well, let's just go take a little ride to the hospital and we'll let somebody else figure it out. Okay. Great. If you're, you know, a fireman and you're five minutes from a hospital and you know, you can get away with it, whatever, you know, a little bit different if you're, you know, an hour and change from where you got to go. Right. You know, and, and I, and I, <laughs> I say this, like I said, for San experience, I, uh, it, um, it was a, um, under two years old and mom was, Oh, he's healthy. Everything's, everything's good. Everything's good. Um, 
in fact, on the way there, it was, you know, uh, dispatch is unresponsive. And I put the helicopter in the air. And we get there, and the kid's very lethargic. Um, and after talking with mom and looking at the kid and going through a few things and listening to the whole story, um, I called off the helicopter and said, let's go take this on the ground. And uh, since he doesn't watch, uh, well, I won't use the name, but somebody we know came with me uh, as a second pair of hands. And uh, yeah, <laughs> putting our heads together. And I said, let's go through the history. What, what did mom say, you know, was doing? Well, the kid was usually drinks his juice, love, you know, likes his juice, stuff like that. And today he was drinking his juice all day. Uh, he wasn't feeling really good. So, you know, he just was very thirsty. So I just kept giving him his juice and he kept drinking his juice. And then he started passing out and was like what was his rapidly breathing. And oh, my goodness, what a question. Because that's when he and I, I, I said, let's let's check that BG before we get out of here. And uh, uh, sure enough, uh, what's the medical history of the kid? Perfectly healthy. Uh, there, there was some seizure activity problem before that mom thought it was a seizure. Um, and no, no seizure history, no nothing, no perfectly healthy kid. Blood sugar was so 385. So that diagnosis of diabetes. Mm-hmm. Blood sugar was 385. Yeah. That'll do it. And this, and this was an under two yeah. child. That's nuts. I think my takeaway, yeah. I'm going to piggyback on your Gerard, is that you walk into these scenes and parents are like, oh, they're healthy. And you think, I have a clean slate. These people don't have clogged arteries from McDonald's yet. Right. You know, they they have yeah. nothing. But they you have to think of it as they're not diagnosed yet. Bingo. So keep all of these things running in your mind. And like, do I think that this child that has chest pain has ACS? Like, no, probably not. I think that, you know, there's a lot of issues that happen with kids that are diagnosed early, and that's great. And parents will probably know about that. But also, like, things pop up. You get diagnosed with the majority of your childhood illnesses in your first, like, seven years or something. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that. Do good assessments. And doctors miss things. And doctors, All the time. They're only seeing the patient for 15 minutes of their life. Yeah. 15 minutes. That's all an appointment is. Maybe 30. Listen to what the parents have to say and do your goddamn assessments. Definitely. And like I said, I mean, it, you know, that, but that particular one, I'm just using it as an example because it, it always sticks out at me because according to everyone and their mother, that's a healthy child. Of course, because they don't have a diagnosis yet. The right. Because said, oh, they're fine. Right. They're, they're yeah. growing and fine. I, their weight is fine. And as long as he's eating, you know, regularly exactly. and drinking his juice whenever he wants, and it's fine. But now you're and drinking it, juice all day long right. for the first time. Yeah. And, Bingo. And I think right. you know you got a problem. Right. And one of the last things I kind of want to leave leave people thinking about is, you know, Gerard, you kind of alluded to it earlier when you said, you know. There's always that that hyped up stigma of kids are the worst. You know, kids are going to affect me more if I have kids and stuff like that. Oh, I've heard and, that so many fucking and I, times. And I'll tell you, I, again, I'm, you I'm, I, I want to tell people from firsthand experience, I think kids can be some of the most emotional calls that you can be on as, as human beings, but also the most rewarding Yes. emotional calls that you can be on. Um, and again, firsthand experience. I remember early in my career, I was working in a commercial agency in a city and I just happened to go to a car accident and there were a couple, you know, a couple kids in the, in the car along with mom and dad and the older, uh, the older child um, was really banged up. Ended up taking them to the trauma center, and you know the there was a younger uh, younger sister, and I the the commercial company never had like you know st- like stuffed animals or you know toys mm. or anything in their truck, so I used to carry one in like a little beanie baby you know type size thing, 
I used to put it in my bag and leave it in the truck. And if I needed it, I would take it and then go to this dollar store and buy a new one. And yeah. so this kid, we, you know, take, take the older kid to the, to the trauma center. The younger kid goes along with us and, um, you know, they were freaking out because again, they're scared. They had, you know, some, some minor cuts and bruises here and there. They were bleeding from the head a little bit. We do all our mm-hmm. stuff. I give the younger sister my little stuffed animal. Okay, see you later, goodbye. I don't have kids. I'm, you know, single at the time. Two weeks go by. I'm at the same hospital doing an inter-facility transport out of the floor. Next thing I know, I see that same kid walk out of one of the rooms because they were visiting their older sibling still carrying that little beanie baby thing that I gave Mm -hmm. them two weeks prior. I couldn't tell you how much that made me feel good about doing a atrocious call. Like it could have totally foobarred everybody, Yeah, but it's the little wins that kids give you. And I think people lose sight of that, you know, like, um, you know, uh, to, to, you know, I've, I couldn't tell you how many people said, oh, well, you know, how is that peed call now that you're a dad? And I'm like, no different than any other peed call. I, right. you know, I'm not going to think that spontaneously my kid's going to get into a car wreck or spontaneously my kid's going to die. But you know what? I'm, I might call them and be like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Or give them a hug when I get home like I always do. But yeah. it feels better. But I don't, you know, necessarily equate like my kid's going to have doom and gloom because someone else is due. I think that's a, a very immature way of looking at the world. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as like, you know, rewarding calls, I mean, yeah, that one was very rewarding because uh, the kid was, you know, completely just lethargic when I got to him. And when we wheeled him in to the pediatric hospital, he was gripping my hand and crying up a storm. Because I had ran a, you know, a good amount of fluid through him and, you know, he started, you know, the magic fluid kind of you know, woke him up a little bit. Yep. Um, and the other, uh, another one that, that always stands out, um, was me and Justin. And this kind of brings me to another little lesson, um, that I think other people might benefit from. And that is, yeah, when you're, when you're transporting and you've got a critical child and you are you are working really hard to get this kid to the hospital in better shape than you found him. But you have mom and another sibling with, with you. You have to manage them and you have to manage yourself and the kid you're trying to freaking work on. Um, and it was, it was another way I mean, the kid was, you know, unresponsive, but he was weird. He would wake up, he'd projectile puke and then pass back out. And after he screamed, he set off for about a minute. And then, uh, you know, and I'm with little, you know, the, the siblings up in the front seat as we're, we're leaving the scene and mom's across from me on the other bench seat. And, you know, I'm trying to get an IV in this kid in between the bouts of him being conscious and being unconscious. And, uh, you know, I get the IV in and start getting some fluids going, a little Zofran to keep him from, you know, projectile puking again. And, um, you know, and we're, I'm talking with mom and telling her every little thing I'm doing because you can see she's just like ready to fucking explode. Yep. And I'm saying, hey, Every little thing I did was ex- fully explained to her, nice, calm tone. When I realized the kid, you know, wasn't responding for a longer duration, um, you know, I kind of, because like, I kind of just wanted to take it easy at first. And then that's when I, I yelled up front and I said, hey, uh, go ahead and light him up. And he goes, P1? I said, yeah, go for it. And uh, and I said, don't take it easy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, and mom goes, what, what are you doing? Oh my God. Like her fucking eyes just bugged out. And I, and like immediately it was just like, I was like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. The kid's in the front seat. What kid doesn't want to be in an ambulance without the fucking lights on? Come on. Right. You know, nice recovery. <laughs> nice. Boom. <save>. Count it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so fast forward two weeks or so. And there's a knock at the station door. And the door opens, and maybe I don't know. I guess I can't because of HIPAA and all that shit. But because um, I ended up taking a picture with the kid, 
But there's mom, there's the sibling, there's the kid. They walk in with a big box of Bell and Napoli. Oh, sold. Cookies, cannolis, all that good shit. Nice. And, uh, Ooh, and, a nice, and a nice big card that was handmade with a picture of the kid on the front doing a Superman pose. And, you know, said, thank you. You know, not all the heroes wear capes. And the little girl signed to thank you for saving my brother. And my fucking heart's melting. And I got, you know, I'm getting verklempt. And, you know, my allergies are, you know, starting to act up a little bit. You know, I might have to take a sure. Benadryl. And, uh, you know, bad, bad allergies, you know. And uh, and mom goes, oh, thank you so much. If it wasn't for you being so calm, you know, I would have freaked out. And I, I, she's like, you were just so calm and it, it had such an effect on me. And I was like, and I, so me being me, I'm stupidly, I freaking peel the curtain back for her. I was like, I said, ma'am, I said, I'll be honest with you. I was shitting my pants. And she went, what, really? And of course, me being me and the way I talk, I said, oh, yeah, there's, they're still looking for the seat cushion I was sitting on. <laughs> I'm sure. I got to work. I got to work on that. I'm sure yeah. she's like, let me take that car back. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you never would have known it. And I was like, well, you know, thank you. And you know, he wanted to take a picture with us. So me and Justin got together and we all took a picture together. And all that stuff. That's the kind of shit that when I think about that, I'm like, wow, I love my job. You yeah. know? Yeah. it's because... But even if they don't come back to the station, like you have to think that this moment is going to stick oh, yeah. with the people that are there forever. Absolutely. So like even the parents that are shitting themselves over a kid that has a fever that's really not that sick. They're terrified. You are yeah. the light at the end of the tunnel and, for them. And I, I have to be, be the light. And, I, and <laughs> yeah, I'll tell really. you, it doesn't always just stick with mom, dad, or family. It sticks with the kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If the kid is 100%. old enough to remember it, right? So, oh, yeah. so my oldest, again, I started to show off telling him about his, you know, croup asthma attack thing, right? He went, in, he went in an ambulance. He had, uh, one of the paramedics and that I've known for almost all of my career, EMTs that I've known for a good portion of my career, and they were like, yep, you know, Jess went with them, and I was like, yep, whenever you guys need me to come pick you up, I'll come pick you up with the little one because he was still in diapers. And um, I couldn't tell you, to this day, he remembers the ride. Yeah. He remembers the two, the EMT and the paramedic that was with him. He doesn't remember their names, mm -hmm. but he remembers, you know, the two female, you know, EMT paramedics. He remembers them giving him something for, you know, to breathe. And he remembers his entire hospital stay. And, you know, he wasn't super old. You know, he was probably four or five-ish at the time, but he remembers it vividly. So yeah. it's not only that you're making this great experience for the parents, but you're also making this great experience for the kids who will inevitably remember it. And, yeah. Yeah. and I'll tell you, I couldn't, you know, if, if my youngest got sick now and he needed to, you know, go in an ambulance, I bet his big brother would be like, hey, dude, it's going to be fine. I did that already. Right. Look at me. Right? Yeah. You got to think about those things. It comes oh, yeah. back to, you know, you're – It matters. It matters. It matters. It, yeah. Every way it matters, you know. Um, I think that's a, a great place to, to leave it here. Oh, I was um, going to bring us down. Oh, don't bring us no, down. Oh, happy, I was going to bring us down a no, notch. No, oh, my you're goodness. Not, no, because I was allowed. thinking, oh yeah, I was thinking of nope. something. Stop right there. Yeah, it's no. very important, but I no. just I might just mute Always you. Always end pediatrics on a high call. Yeah, exactly. You're put it in a meme. I don't know, man. It's, it's important. It's important shit, though. Uh, it's important shit. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have to put it in a meme. No, <laughs> it's too big for a meme, but that's all right. I'll just keep it to myself. Everybody else, wait, if you're all sitting there going, "What the?" Fuck? Just remember, they 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 said fucking no no good. I can't tell you. So go ahead. Go ahead, donuts. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like more information on the podcast or to send us a call to review, visit medicmaterials.com forward slash podcast. 
To learn more information, like us on Facebook at MedicMaterials.edu or watch our weekly instructional videos on the Medic Materials YouTube channel.